Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. No one is ever truly perfect. Though that's the word many used to describe Charles and Carol Stewart. They were the couple who kept a beautiful home, were kind and helpful to their neighbors, and never fought. In 1989, a series of events would shatter the public's opinion of the perfect couple. And on January 4th, 1990, the accusations became too much for Charles to live with. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Carol and Charles Stewart met in 1980 when the pair worked at the Driftwood Restaurant in Massachusetts. He was a chef and she was a waitress. They married five years later and by 1989, the couple were excitedly awaiting the arrival of their first child. Charles was a general manager for a local furrier and his wife a tax attorney. By all accounts, the couple had the perfect life. 
They were known as the wonderful neighbors who jogged together, tended their perfect yard, and helped out elderly neighbors with outdoor chores. Charles even coached a local little league team. Everything was perfect. That was until October 23, 1989, when the couple found themselves in the middle of a nightmare. They were driving home from a childbirth class when out of nowhere, an African-American gunman forced his way into their vehicle at a stoplight. The man forced them to drive to a nearby Mission Hill where he robbed them before shooting Charles in the stomach and Carol in the head. Charles was able to drive away and call 911 on his car phone. The CBS reality series, Rescue 911, happened to be riding along with local emergency services when the call came in. This meant the cameras were rolling when the couple were taken from their car. What it caught was the gruesome image of a very pregnant Carol being wheeled into an ambulance with her husband struggling to speak to paramedics. It may have made for good TV, but the reality was that a 30-year-old woman was now dead and, just 17 days later after being delivered two months premature, their infant son Christopher also perished. The sole survivor, Charles, had just lost his wife, child, and still needed to recover from his own serious injuries. He spent six weeks in the hospital, requiring two major surgeries. The Boston police wasted no time looking for the man Charles described. While newspapers ran headlines about the racially motivated shootings, police rounded up every black man who was within the age range. Finally, they landed on a man named Willie Bennett. On December 28th, Charles ID'd the man in the lineup as his attacker. That seemed to wrap up the story. The man was caught. However, on January 3rd, 1990, that nicely wrapped up story began to unravel when Matthew Stewart, Charles's brother, made a shocking statement. According to Matthew, Charles was the shooter. He claimed that he had driven to meet his brother the night of the murder under the impression he was going to help him commit insurance fraud. When he got there, he saw his sister-in-law bloodied in the car while his brother, with his own injuries, claimed he shot himself to make it appear as a carjacking. Matthew then took the gun and a bag of valuables and threw them off the Pines River Bridge. Charles's decision to blame an African-American man came easy. He knew that this small, tight-knit community had a bit of clouded judgment due to racial tension. He preyed upon their fear and ignorance. And what did he get? A life free of a wife and child and over $80,000 in insurance money. After some further digging, police found out that Charles was not too keen on becoming a father. He was worried that the newborn would keep his wife from going back to work and their financial status would diminish. It seemed that police had enough to arrest the one-time grieving husband. However, Charles had other plans. On January 4, 1990, just hours after his brother met with police, Charles met with his lawyer. Shortly after, Charles Stewart's car was found abandoned on the Tobin Bridge. Inside his car was a note stating that he was, quote, beaten by the new accusations. His body was found the next day. Matthew Stewart, who served as a pallbearer at Carol's funeral, insisted that, while he knew his brother was going to commit insurance fraud, he did not know the plan involved murder. 
1991, he was indicted for obstruction of justice and insurance fraud. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to three to five years. He was released in 1997, but rearrested for cocaine trafficking. On September 3, 2011, the final player in the Stewart case ended his life. Matthew Stewart was found dead of an apparent overdose in a homeless shelter. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on January 5th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.